Right, that's, the, that's what this podcast is about, really. Everything that you want to hear, that you need to hear, hear. Guys, he's like a little Issue is that people don't necessarily want to hear about. Everything is unique in its own way. You learn something from it. We just really need to keep an open mind. <laughs> Hashtag deep. I could get it, I could not get it, and if I don't get it, I can be sad in Madrid. <laughs> they knew that history was going to be made that day. Oh, I'm not gonna get hit by a ball today. Then I did. It was just nice to know that these people who I respect respect me too. And I feel like I earned that. Oh, I didn't know we were gonna get political up in here. For those who have been with the network for so long, I can't even imagine their feeling and the uncertainty and how lost that they feel right now. My heart is with them and I'm going to keep bringing awareness to the situation and we're going to keep fighting for them. Hear Em Out. Hi everyone. Welcome to Hear Em Out. This is officially our very first episode. So today we sat down with another former UAAP courtside reporter and recent Atenea graduate, Franny Reyes. So in light of the recent ABS-CBN shutdown, as someone who has just spent two years of her life working with the network, she shares with us her thoughts, feelings, and emotions surrounding this pressing issue. She also shared with us her motivations and inspirations that led her to become a UAAP courtside reporter and walked us through some highlights from her two-year stint covering the Blue Eagles basketball and volleyball teams. You might even remember her as a courtside reporter who got hit by a volleyball while reporting, and she relives that moment with us. Together, we shared both laughter and sorrow, and it is undoubtedly something that needs to be heard right now. You're all in for quite the conversation. Let's hear her out. Hi, Franny. Welcome to Hear Em Out. Congratulations Hi. again on graduating from AB Management Economics. That's cum laude. Thank you very much. How do you do that? Okay, but know. first, <laughs> girl, you still did it, though. <laughs> hey, you want to talk. Aren't you like magna cum laude? Hey, look, let's talk about you, okay? This <laughs> is about you, Franny. It's about you, girl. <laughs> okay, so first, let's check in with you. How have you been doing this quarantine? How have your routines looked like? Me? Oh my gosh, I don't think I have a routine. I think I should start having a routine, though. But I've been sleeping more, eating more, working out more consistently. Yes, and that's cool. I've been cooking and baking a lot, actually. That's pretty much it. Mentally, I don't know. Kind of hard to be like in a good place the whole time when the world is mm. the way it is right now. Yeah, I felt right. that a lot. So, are I heard you were a singer? Actually, no, I didn't. I didn't just hear that. I heard you sing in high school. Are you thinking about singing or you have anything um, related to like music in store in the future? Well, um, music and singing has always been something that I want to keep like for myself. Like I, it's something I've loved for so long. And there was a time where I guess I lost my passion for it because I felt like I had to do something with it. So 
maybe I'll post like a cover here and there. But wow. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so I want to hear one of these covers. Where can I? Where can, do you have a SoundCloud that I can listen to? Do you want to plug a SoundCloud? <laughs> oh my gosh, I have not touched <laughs> my yet. SoundCloud in so long. <laughs> Okay, so everyone go to Franny's SoundCloud after this podcast. <laughs> right, we'll listen to Franny's thing. Okay, so let's talk about your courtside reporting days. You were a courtside reporter for two years for Ateneo. How was that like? Oh my God, that's so fun. <laughs> it was, well, I'm sure you can relate, but it was such a great experience. I honestly cannot compare it to anything else. And... I think it was more, it meant more knowing how difficult the whole audition process was. And also because it was something that I kind of joked about wanting for so many years. Like, I grew up watching the UAAP. I I always wanted to be in the middle of it. I used to look up to Jessica Mendoza and how she got the experience championships with the Blue Eagles and I always wanted to be in her position and I got to experience that. So what pushed you to be a courtside reporter or to audition? Okay, so I didn't know if I was gonna, when I got to college, I didn't know if it was something that I was gonna pursue because um, I was also going for, I was going to do a term abroad. So I, the, my whole college life, I was working on my grades for that. I took advanced classes just so that I could be all set for the second semester of third year. And it just so happened that my friend, who was a student manager of the team, told me, hey, they have a spot open. I think you should just go for it. And I told myself, you know, there's nothing to lose. I could yeah. get it. I could not get it. And if I don't get it, I can be sad in Madrid. <laughs> that is the oh, best sad in Madrid. line. <laughs> like, imagine you're sad. How are you sad in Madrid? Madrid. <laughs> right. Are you, like, are you crying in Spanish? I just need you. <laughs> or you can cry while eating churros. Or, my God. Oh, wow. That just sounds so good. yummy. I'm sorry, yeah. I was thinking of that. Being sad in Madrid doesn't sound like a bad option either. It really doesn't. And that's why I was really okay with just, you know, going for it and seeing where the wind takes me. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Alright, since you're a courtside reporter, like, um, if, so you said the, the process was a little difficult. Um, mm-hmm. What's your one, uh, what's one piece of advice for anyone who wants to, you know, try and pursue this sort of line of being a courtside reporter? Ooh, um, prepare a lot. <laughs> I remember, like me, even though I was watching the UAP for so many years already, I was I had to make sure I got all my facts straight. If I knew any UAP fun facts, I had to double check them. I had to make sure I could answer their questions about box outs and all the terminology just to prove that, you know, I was worthy of the job. Hey. And I remember, I remember we had like a diagnostic test where they asked us like, what is, um, what is the front court? 
what's a what what's an end one and i was really you just like diagnostic test? yeah wow oh my god i didn't have that in my time in my time <laughs> it makes me sound so old nina in your time <laughs> okay to be fair i came, i was like i was a courtside reporter like two years before franny okay that oh, yeah. and what else did we oh and then for ex- Especially, like, because obviously when you apply, you want to represent your school. And that's not always guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So, in my case, they asked, like, oh, who are three key players in your team? So, I, I gave my answer, not knowing that when I walked into the room with, like, um, with all the people, like, Miss, like, Nina Miss Ads. Um, oh, yeah. And then they were like, oh, you wrote. 30, Ravenna, Matt Nieto, and Isaac Go. Why are they key players? And I had the back of my answer with all the facts. Which I did, by the way. I even yes, mentioned the play. Yeah. And I was like, wow, who am I? But <laughs> Proud of you, proud of you. <laughs> Props to you. Yeah, preparation is key. And I think, aside from that, you always have to open yourself to learning more Mm -hmm. you never know you're never ready for something and even when you think you're ready there's still so much to learn and so much to help yourself get better at whatever it is that's so true so how different was it uh working with the basketball team and the volleyball team (laughs) okay with the basketball team i don't know maybe there was a part of me that was like whoa I always wanted to be here because this is what I grew up watching. And I mean, my cousin played. So it was like I had to get over the shock of like actually being there. And then the next part of that was like proving to them that they couldn't just like mess with me. Like I kind of had to prove I was a bro. You did. <laughs> <that makes sense. laughs> like can't like I had to prove to them like I wouldn't be scared if like a ball was flying towards me and you, that I re- that was you right that was volleyball oh my God. <laughs> did a ball actually hit your face what happened okay I'll get to that <laughs> but yeah like I love both teams the guys are great like I definitely found a family with them and I feel like their support still until now like um, sometimes they check up on me, even the coaches and the managers. Then with the volleyball team, I'd say, so, okay, I said the guys were my bros. So these these girls were definitely, like, my sisters. Because, I mean, it, I guess, I don't know, maybe it's a girl thing. And them, in being in their situation, you know, they had just, they had a new coach and they really, really, really wanted to prove that they could win a championship at the time. So for me, it was kind of hard to break the ice with them because I also wanted to be respectful of, you know, Coach O trying to establish a system while, you know, showing the girls that I'm here to, uh, like, to respect them and to tell their stories properly and not, you know add more intrigue to them because the volleyball world is crazy. (laughs) And I'm so happy that, you know, I did get to break the ice with them and 
I found like sisters and they're super, super great people, super great company. I even got to go to Boracay with them, which was oh, wow. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my God, that sounds so fun. Yeah, so it sucks that my time with them was cut short for my last season because I would have loved to have more time with them. They're very sweet. So, right, you have this like insider information since you're closer to them, but where do you draw the line between the information that has to be kept with a team and what is reported? Well, sometimes, well, you you have access to all these behind the scenes, to all the secrets, the how people um, react to certain things. But I guess for me, it's always, you know, knowing that just because it's um, a secret and people might find it like interesting, like, is it relevant to the situation in the game that's yeah, yeah. happening? Like, it shouldn't matter if, you know, this person was like super, super, um, like, it shouldn't matter if this person, like, oh, she ate out in Katip mm-hmm. the night yeah. before the game. Like, I mean, I'm sure if some fans would be like, oh my gosh, she ate there. But <laughs> at the same time, it's like, it, it doesn't add more to the story of the game. I guess for me, it's always important to, like, help the, help what the viewer, like, help the experience of the viewer if they see that let's say um, 30 Ravenna is going ballistic on the court. Then, and if I have something to say about that, with his permission, for example, like why he's extra inspired that day, then I'd share it because I feel like it adds to the story and it creates this great picture on TV. Right, so it's like value-adding always. Yeah, yeah, always has to be value-adding. So what was your most memorable moments covering for the Ateneo basketball and volleyball team? Is the ball hitting your head one of your favorite moments? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't great in the moment. <laughs> uh, ouch. <laughs> okay. like, how were you able to do that, dude? You're so good. <laughs> so, Wait, okay. you, didn't, so it didn't, you didn't dodge it. It actually hit you. Because you can't <laughs> dodge it if, you're not, if you don't see it, right? Right, right, okay. Because <laughs> right. it hit me from behind. Ouch. And, Okay, so I was in the middle of a report and it just, okay, I think it's just karma because before that I was like joking with some of the people there like, oh, I'm not going to get hit by a ball today. And I did. (laughs) (laughs) And it hurt so much. (laughs) But like, because I knew, because I knew, I knew if I stopped talking, I would forget what I was saying. (laughs) So I just, I got hit, and then I was just like, okay, just let's just finish the report. And it going. wasn't seen on TV, but they sent me, because the camera was still rolling, so they sent me the <laughs> slow motion video of my head getting hit. And <laughs> it was most <laughs> You can hear the laugh. You can hear them laughing at me in the background. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going <laughs> to post this at least. I'll gain something from my pain and embarrassment. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's value adding. Yeah. <laughs> Being a courtside reporter really is a very, very difficult job. Yeah, it's, it's dangerous. Wow, so many very risks. Dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so that was one of my more memorable experiences. Um, 
well, okay, there are a lot. But like, for example, with the basketball team, when they sweep the elimination round, which hadn't been done before, I think that meant a lot because it was, if I remember correctly, it was a Wednesday game in MOA and not a lot of people show up to those games. But you can see the Ateneo crowd in full force or, well, not the same way you'd see them like on a weekend, maybe in Araneta, but they were all there and you could feel the energy. Like they knew, they they knew that history was going to be made that day and it was made. And it was a great experience and you could see like, you could see it in the faces of the guys. Like, they knew, okay, after this. Like, I mean, I didn't want to tell um, Makayla Chavez, the USD court reporter at the time, but I already knew there was only going to be two more two more games because I've never seen them so locked in and focused. Like, they, want, they sweep the elimination round, so they're going to sweep the entire thing. There was no question about that in my mind. It's really inspiring to see teams, like, see how hard they work and then just see it in action, right? Yeah, it's... I I mean, I feel like I learn a lot also from the coaches and the way they're able to motivate the teams. It's really inspiring and it's very motivating. Like, it made me want to, like, do better in other aspects. It made me want to, <laughs> like, up my reporting to match what I was seeing on the court, if that makes sense. So, okay, so who are the players who have had, like, the biggest impact on the, on the team? Or if there are any players who deserve more recognition than they normally do? Hmm, more recognition than they already do. Um, well, that's kind of hard considering... You've, I've got some pretty big names in my teams. But I think, you know, uh, SJ Belanghel, he's, he's still young, but he's already shown that he has so much leadership. And I'm excited to watch him play because I know that he's ready to really come out of that, um, you know, like he's really to show that he's a vet and that he's a leader. And it's so cute to me because he calls everyone on the team Kuya. He calls me Ate Aww. all the time. <laughs> and, but then he like, I, I, I think if I remember correctly, he like told himself he was going to stop doing that because he needed to establish his dominance and to show that he's like, <laughs> okay, I respect you, but you have to respect me too now. <laughs> <laughs> I am the Ate. <laughs> <laughs> then for the girls, um, Okay, well, I, I always talk about uh, Jaja Maraginot because she's very quiet, but she has, she's, I, f- I feel like she's like wise beyond her years. She stepped up to the lead setter role and she's had experience from Palaro. Like the girl knows how to play. The girl is magical on the court. And I feel like, you know, people should be more excited and should be giving her more attention because, you know, the hitters, they won't be able to score without her. And speaking of hitters, like I super love Erica Reagas. 
Okay. Well, I mean, maybe I'm biased because Jaja and Erica are kind of like my children. <laughs> but <laughs> Erica, because she works so hard in practice, even overloads, so she does extra practice on her own just so that she can get it right. And she's always, always ready to step up when you need her. So, they're young. I mean, like, these players are young. Jaja, Erica, and SJ. But they have so much to offer. And it'll, it only takes one game, honestly, for their brilliance and their greatness to show. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, like, that one game can just change their, like, whole career, right? Yeah. What are your favorite quotes or moments with Coach Tab and Coach O? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Coach Tab, he's like a prof. <laughs> and is that a good thing or a bad thing? So he's, he's, a, he's an intellectual. <laughs> he, it's nice when you listen to him talk and when you talk to him because you learn so much. But it's also scary in the sense that when you interview him, you feel like you're doing your orals and he's actually grading your interview. And <laughs> there are times where he'll ask me, Franny, what did I say? And then I'll repeat it to him and I'll be like, no, you misquoted me. It's actually oh, blah, 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 blah. And I'll just be like, like no, I just like summarized it. <laughs> Rob it. That also made, it also made it more rewarding when I knew that he heard a report and he'd go out of his way to tell me like, um, hey, good job. I listened to what you said. I thought it was very insightful. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it meant even more to me when we did the Thanksgiving Mass for the team after the three-peat because he shouted me out. And till this day, I cannot decipher what the recording said because the, <laughs> cause this, the audio in Jesu isn't the best all the time. But... Mm-hmm. The fact that he shouted me out, told me I did a great job, and said like you know he was expecting more great things from me meant so much. That's so that really is so nice. Yeah, so he's more of like your sergeant general type of guy. Tough love, yeah. <laughs> tough love. Now, tough coach. Love. Oh, on the other hand, he's more emotional as a coach, and I think. Like that, there's a great contrast between two coaches because Coach Tab is very like calculated. He's very intellectual about how he goes about things. And while Coach O does think about, you know, he he makes his plays and all that, but he also loves to highlight how important your hunger and your heart should be, like how hungry you are, how much you want it, how much you love what you're doing. He always, always, always reminds the girls that like every practice before the game, he always reminds them, you know, you have to have faith, you have to have trust, and you have to have courage. Because without those three things, you know, then what's the point? And I've, I know he was talking to them like about volleyball and all that, but to me, that also applied to everything that he does outside of volleyball. And it applies, and he... He, he, he tells me that like he wants not he doesn't want to just be a coach for volleyball he wants to coach these girls in life too and to remind them that you know those three things are all you really need if you want to succeed and that was inspiring yeah d- definitely 
How is it like working closely with Tito Miko, Nico Ramos, Boom Gonzalez? Like, how do you feel? Any highlights or important things you've learned from them? Oh my God, Nina, they're my mentors. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, so, Boom, I remember the first game I did and he messaged me after on Instagram just to say, like, hey, you did a good job. Don't worry about it if you feel like, you know, you didn't do your best because you'll learn. And from then, like, from my first game with him, like, I knew that I had someone I could talk to if I had or had questions. And I had someone who was willing to provide me so much um, critiques if I needed them. Then Tito Miko, I always have a fun time with Tito Miko because it's just fun to, like, <laughs> I remember there was one game where he couldn't get over 30's hair. And so I asked 30 about his hair and I mentioned it in the halftime report. And Tito Miko still couldn't get over it. Oh my god. But he, I mean, he's like, he really is like, you know, your Tito. And he offers you so much advice and help. And I have like this memory of him and Nico Ramos. I think Nico Ramos is one of my favorite anchors ever because so this was my last my last game for basketball and I was a little all over the place because you know it's the nerves it's the energy of the arena and I usually have them check my reports before we go on just to make sure that they're okay with it and I wanted to ask Tito Miko because I knew it was going to be my last. Because during the finals, you know, with all the coverage, you don't even get to do a halftime report anymore. Yeah. So I said, like, okay, I'm going to make my pregame report the best one I can make. And Tito Miko and Nico both shrugged me off and refused to, like, even read my report. And they were just like, Franny, You've always been like a vet. Like, you know what you're doing. You don't need us to check oh, it. Man. And in that moment, wow. I almost cried right before oh, going on to me. And I was just like, wait, like, this means a lot to me right now, but I can't get emotional because I still have to talk <laughs> on TV. Oh but my gosh. that was such like a rewarding and like, it was such a, I can't remember the word for it, but I just felt so fulfilled because yeah. these people that I was, that I looked up to, that I respected, and people that helped me get the, you know, the reporting that I've been doing, that I've been happy with, you know, they're a big part of that. And especially, like, Nico, because Nico's an editor, and he really, like, he gets your notebook. He's like, if you can say it in less words, better. He checks your grammar. All those things. It's, it was just nice to know that these people who I respect, respect me too. And I feel like I earned that, especially being, you know, new to the to the um, field. Because, you know, I, it, technically it was only my second year in doing anything like this. Yeah, but you did a great job. Like, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and you were talking about all these inspiring and wonderful people you worked with SNA, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, speaking of SNA... It's one of these programs by ABS-CBN. And, you know, ABS-CBN is such a, such a hot topic right now. No? Yeah. And I'm sure everyone, I mean, some, I mean, a lot of people know what's going on right now. But, you know, I just wanted to hear what your thoughts are on the whole ABS-CBN franchise closure. 
it's one of the pillars of our democracy, really, all of our country, even. Mm-hmm. Maybe a CBN, it's an institution. So how do you feel about it being closed down, knowing that you have, you know people, you're, you're so connected to this institution? Well, the day that they did the town hall and us courtside reporters, we weren't in, invited to that, but I kind of knew what was going on already. And I was so, I was a mess that day. It didn't really hit me till like later on in the afternoon that all these people that I worked with, all these people that I told myself I was going to keep working with in the future, to find out that they no longer had jobs and they no longer got to do, to work on something that they were so passionate about. I like that crushed me in a way. And, you know, in the bigger picture of ABS-CBN being shut down, which is definitely an attack on, you know, press freedom mm-hmm. and our democracy. When the fact that, you know, they were able to prove that they haven't violated anything and listening to the hearing and the things that were being being brought up, I just, I mean, it's frustrating, but at the same time, some I mean, we can't really... We don't have the same power that the people in government hold, but that doesn't mean that we won't have that power in the future because youth is the future. And I feel like, you know, us growing up in a time like this, it just, it's fueling us to be better than any generation before us and to make, you know, a better world for us ourselves and the future generations and i hope well i i hope and i'd I'd like to say i know but you know the future is not certain (laughs) i hope that you know abs cbn comes back to doing you know what it's been doing all this time and in my opinion you know they've always been innovative they're especially with sna who's been you know knocking it out for everyone making it hard for the competitors to keep up. Um, I'm hopeful. I'm frustrated at the current situation, but I'm hopeful for myself, for our generation, and for all the people I worked with who lost their jobs, and even the people I didn't get to meet who lost their jobs, that, you know, things will get better. Ooh, I didn't know we were going to get political up in here. <laughs> <laughs> Given your role as uh, the courtside reporter and being part of the youth, what do you think our role is in trying to propagate this idea of, you know, ABS-CBN coming back, you know, the whole maintaining our democracy, maintaining our press freedom? What do you think our role is as the youth? Well, unlike any generation before us, you know, we have so much access to each other through social media, which, I mean... I get that it's not always the best place to be for your mental health with everything going on and it can be super overwhelming. But I do think it's important to stay informed and to inform others. And the using that, you know, the platform, using, you know, the internet to find out how we can help and what we can do right now or in the future to do better. Because I mean in the past, like, you know, our parents didn't have the same access to information. And the best way we can, you know, 
use that information. I mean, the best thing we can do with our resources now is to, you know, learn more about the situations that are going on, bringing awareness to those situations, and finding ways, even if they're small ways, you know, of helping. Right. Yeah. That, that's very true, no? and especially getting getting your facts right, getting clearing mm-hmm. up misconceptions that people are saying online. Yeah. There's so much things that people are saying there. Yeah. And I guess I guess um, I just want to know then, uh, be, being you know somewhat involved or attached to the whole ABS event, what is it like for the people who you know were affected directly from what's been happening? What are the reactions to it? It's heartbreaking. Um, you know, I was talking to one of the analysts the other day. And I mean, I guess it's different for us who are considered, you know, the talent, talents, the anchors, analysts, courtside reporters, because we technically don't, um, we're not with ABS-CBN like all the time. We're just there when they need us. But I think for us, for example, it won't really hit until like, sports comes back in the future and there's no more SNA. But for those who have been with SNA, with ABS-CBN for 11 years, 20 years, even more, it's heartbreaking. You even have families, like you have um, parents who both worked in ABS-CBN and now they have to find other means to support their families. It's hard to think that there are these people you looked up to and now you can't really do anything. You can't really help them or you can't really, there's nothing really that you can say that will make the situation better for them. And I guess I've been trying to just, you know, my heart, my heart is with them and I feel for them and I'm going to keep bringing awareness to the situation and I'm going to keep fighting for them in whatever form I can. But, you know, I don't think, I mean, I can empathize with their situation, but for those who have been with the network for so long, it's, I don't, I can't even imagine what they're feeling and the uncertainty that they're, and how lost that they feel right now. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's an emotional and very, very sad time right now. Yeah. And, you know, Speaking of uh, all these people who are affected, and I think one of the biggest areas is really, like we were talking about, the press, our own freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. And uh, given all of that, there's this whole anti-terrorism law that's been thrown at us up on top of the whole ABS-CBN closure. You know? And mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you feel about this? all of these things that are happening? COVID, uh, the closure, on top of this anti-terrorism law that's just been passed? Well, How do you feel? Do you feel hopeful you know, for the future? Because it's very hard to be hopeful now, all of this. I think my general mood nowadays is overwhelmed. Okay. Yeah. Especially, you know, for people our age, whether you're still studying or not, you're entering probably one of the worst um, depressions or recessions. Yeah. Um, like, and there are people who lost their jobs, but there's also people who don't quite have the opportunity to get the job yet, even. And now we have to resort to being resourceful and finding ways to 
make money on our own. That's why so many people have been making and selling what they bake, for example. Yeah. Right. Lots of lots of uh, small business popping up now. Yeah, but it's frustrating when you know there's a global pandemic, and the people who are meant to take care of you and your country are using it to further their own agendas mm-hmm. and keep their power. Um, I had this class in Ateneo under Sir Benj Barreto. And, you know, he always told us that it's hard not the It's hard to remember all the technical terms and all that from his class. But if he can leave us wanting to do better, maybe even consider joining government to help make things better, then we should always strive for that and we should always carry that in our hearts. And maybe that's why I'm not completely hopeless because I feel like our generation and, you know, when you can't rely on the people who you elected, you can rely on the people in your community because we are all we have. And while things are bleak right now and while things might not the best situation. I do believe that we will get past it. And once we get past it, we will make the world a better place. Yes, we will. We <laughs> will, definitely. <laughs> we will. And on that note, with the note of being hopeful and looking to the future, I do have one last question. And I think the thing I want to ask the most is what's one thing that everyone has to hear right now that isn't said, heard enough? On that line of hope, you know, maybe something that we have to hear more. Um, well, especially right now, you don't have to put yourself down just because you don't feel like you're being as productive as you could be. You don't have to be the most productive person in the world. You don't have to do so many things right now. Right now, it's enough to just be and uh, be there for the people around you, be there for your fellow Filipinos. Um, Being there, especially for yourself, because I feel like people right now are really hard on themselves for not being able to do so many things, for just being um, stuck at home for you know just not being able to maybe um, go out see friends find a job but like you know the, the mere fact that we're just staying at home and choosing to help mm-hmm. make the situation better in our own way by not going out that's already something to be proud of and the fact that you know I mean even in just a simple like check up on your friend is it more than enough and that's as productive as you need to be because again we are in the middle of a pandemic and in a political situation that may not be the best for us right now so don't beat yourself up for not being for not doing what you think you should be doing that's that's a great takeaway for everything (laughs) right such a fantastic insight thank you yeah, so if there's one takeaway that I got from hearing hearing you speak about all of this, is that really it's the decisions that we make that paint the mm-hmm. picture of who we are and what we're gonna do. 
given yeah. everything you've told us, from your decisions, from being a courtside <laughs> reporter to this to this tone of hope or looking forward, it's really our decision. I think. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Nina? Um, I don't know. It's just I I agree with Franny. You just you just have to remain hopeful. And remember, in our pilot episode, you just said it's very important. To remain empathetic right now, because yeah. no matter what um, situation we're in right now, whether it be a political situation or something like so social, empathy is always very important, and I think will lead us to whatever the right answer is. You know, yeah, like um, that was always something that was important for me when I was reporting and talking to different people. I always wanted to empathize with what they were going through and trying to get other people to empathize with that too. For them mm-hmm. to see these people as more than just, you know, athletes. And there's no better way than to look at other people right now or to treat other people than to just be empathetic and understand that we're all going through something right now. Yeah. Empathy is very, very important. Okay, so I think that's all the questions we have for now, for today. Franny, thank you so much for your time. <laughs> thank and you. I hope that we all got something from all of this, right? Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. And if you want any shout-outs or, you know, your SoundCloud. <laughs> SoundCloud <laughs> I, I really want to listen to that right now. I'm literally going to search your SoundCloud right after. We'll look for her SoundCloud, right? <laughs> Um, shout out, shout out, uh, Nina for graduating Magna Cum Laude. Um, wow. um, shout out to Brennan, Joel, and Avin for having me here. Shout out to Jeff, who is my new friend. Yes. <laughs> We're now friends. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I guess, you know, shout out to all the people I got to meet in ABS-CBN. And I'm praying for them and I'm hoping that things will get better for them. Yes. All we can do right now is hope and pray and try to act on what we can act on, but also not be too hard on ourselves. Right, Franny? Yes. correct all right so that's all the time we have for now so thank you and this has been hear him out